Ladies and gentlemen, we're here. I'm part of the click, isn't everybody? <laughs> yes! 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 I, I got an idea, yeah. Peter John Cena! Give me a hell yeah! I pull a little bit of the bubbly. Too sweet! <laughs> oh, this is where the power episode is scheduled for one fall, and it is for your listening pleasure. This is In The Click. What's up, everybody? Baby Huey here, and sitting right next to me is my brother, Tommy. How's it going? I am doing good. And also joining us is our good brother from Pro Wrestling 101 on Instagram. It's Richard. How's it going? It's going swell, guys. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Okay, so I got my... Oh, I got the Stone Cold. I had one earlier. Oh, after this, I got to watch his A&E biography episode of him. It looks Uh, really good. I know. It's a two-hour episode, so I look forward to it. Give me more Stone Cold. So (laughs) I'm kind of curious what they're going to talk about. I mean, it's probably going to be for a lot of people who don't know his history. Now, is A&E part of the NBC umbrella? I think so. Okay. There's a lot of those. Yeah, I think it is because uh, if you look through Peacock, they've got like the Kardashians and the Total Bellas and all that jazz. So, well, that's under the E umbrella. Yeah, yeah no, but, and, that, I think that's that, all NBC Universal. Okay, okay, yeah, Peacock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, but it, it, dude, it's crazy, dude. There's so many biographies and like documentaries going on. So A and E is doing like these like what eight documentaries from WWE wrestlers and legends, Hall of Famers. And then, you know, on WWE Network, or I guess technically Peacock, they have icons. You know, remember Yokozuna recently? RVD's going to have one, British Bulldog. And then Dark Side of the Ring is coming back in a couple weeks. So I feel like there's so many different wrestling documentaries in existence right now. It's so much to keep track of, but uh, I definitely look forward to watching all of it. But the Stone Cold one, I'm looking forward to watching, just see what, what, what new info we can get from that. I mean, I, I like to think I know... A good portion, if not all of his history, but uh, it'd be good for a new audience maybe to kind of learn who he was. Yeah, people. Uh, updated stuff too, because you know, like a lot of those, I had a lot of the VHSs way back when, and I know that a lot of those are not on the network or, or, or Peacock, that is nothing's mm-hmm. on the network anymore. But uh, uh I, I remember like. I, I know I had this VHS or DVD and they didn't have it on the network. And I thought that was really strange. So, mm, okay. Uh, yeah, no, it'd be interesting to see what they talk about and just be updated perspective as well. So maybe stone cold's at a better place in his life where he can feel he can open up a little bit more on certain things. And so I look forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. And then I also set my DVR for that treasure thing. Mick Foley, that other episode, the other WWE show on A&E that's coming out. That's also premiering tonight. It's like Lost Treasures. 
Um, I don't know what this is. I, I think you posted. I think you posted on Instagram a while back. It was first announced a couple months ago. Um, but they like find lost treasures from the WWE oh, from the warehouse. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So I set the DVR for that as well. So see what Mick Foley can find. Maybe one of his old socks or oh, that, that, or Vince's Corvette. <laughs> With the cement, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's still around. Isn't that an access? They bring that to access. Don't I think they? it's a, yeah. I think it's access. I think it's like somewhere near the WWE headquarters. It's yeah, like the parking lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, but here we are back at it for another episode of in the click. So, Richard, how's your uh, WrestleMania hangover? Is it gone now? It's all gone. <laughs> I all was, gone. No, I honestly like the you know raw after Mania. I felt was a little lackluster. Nothing major happened. And then after that, I felt like I needed a couple days just to kind of rest and not think wrestling. But it was tough because NXT made its big debut on Tuesday nights by themselves. You know, SmackDown. There was a lot of WWE news that came out this week. So even though I thought it was going to take a little bit more easier this week and rest, it still was just bam, bam, bam. So much. Just a big tidal wave. Yeah, of news and uh, unfortunately some sad news. So I guess let's go ahead and just jump right into that with some of the clickbait news. So um, earlier this week, it was announced a bunch of WWE releases back on April 15th. That was the official day. One year to the day last year when they released a bunch of names. Um, you know the names by now, but it's up to 10 people now, I believe. So Samoa Joe, Billy Kay, Peyton Royce. Mickey James, Chelsea Green, Tucker, Kalisto, Mojo Raleigh, Bo Dallas, and Wesley Blake were all released uh, back on April 15th. And I don't know, I didn't say anything about NXT, any NXT releases, because last year they did no. it on the next day, but I didn't hear anything major there. Um, I know Sean Ross Sapp, he tweeted out that John Laurinaitis was the one who had to make all the calls and told all of them it was budget cuts. <laughs> he, well, well, hold on. There's there's a point there, but I do think it, how how sucky is that that the guy just gets hired back? Yeah, and they're like, now we need you to hire a, fire a bunch of people. Now, yeah. people here's power. here's here's the thing though, like it's, Funk, it man. sucks because like three of the four of those people are probably four of my favorite wrestlers. Yeah, so um, they don't answer to us anymore remember wwe they answered to the stock market so if there's if they say the investors budget, and stuff yeah, yeah yeah they they have to they respond to wall street so if their money is not where it's at like yes they are making money but if they are promising that they would make x amount more maybe with the the expectation from wrestlemania that they might be able to get more than twenty five thousand, and and they only got x amount in you know like you gotta look at it from their side as well as to like maybe there is a legitimate reason like they have all these people investing all this money into that company Mm -hmm. and if they don't hit those targets then they do need to make some cuts because they can't afford like we watch wrestling for the athletes but there's like eight nine hundred a thousand people behind the scenes that work in the offices that run the trucks that run the merchandise that run uh, social media pages that run all these other shows all the different departments yeah yeah and they can't cut those people so those people keep this thing running these are the people that oil this machine and if a piece breaks then you gotta replace it Mm -hmm. so and for some of the people on that list unfortunately you look, you look at Samoa Joe and it's just like, how could they, they let Samoa Joe leave? Like that is like renowned to everyone as an all around great performer. However, 
he's been hurt a bunch of times and we don't we also don't know yeah. of these people maybe some of them asked for their release beforehand and they just waited to release them to this date Mm-hmm. So, right. I, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, you know, we kind of go through some of these and like some of them that was shocked and some I wasn't shocked. So yeah, as, as you said, from a budget, I think what's tough is one, I think a lot of people were saying this was very tone deaf because it's like you exactly one year later on April 15th, once again, you make all these cuts and it just sucks because we're all on this high, a WrestleMania high, how great of a show it was, first time from fans. And then, like a few days later, all this sadness of all these people gone. So it just kind of sucks. Like you want one minute you're rooting for WWE, like thank you for bringing back a show full of fans and something that feels normal again pre-pandemic. And then a few days later, you kind of do this dick move, and it's kind of tough to be a WWE fan because you're like, man, you guys just made another billion dollars with this Peacock deal, and you still release these people during a pandemic, and there's not like a lot of them can go find jobs maybe right away. Now, granted, they have the 90-day non-compete, and I think they get paid for that extra 90 days. So, you know, for the next three months, they should be okay, and hopefully in three months' time, maybe things will open up more, and they can find work elsewhere. I mean, Bo Dallas, we already know he's been trying to do real estate and has a farm with what Liv Morgan already. So he's kind of, I think, setting up for life after wrestling. Bo he's Dallas? He dates Liv Morgan? Yeah, they got a farm to get. Look, I, if you Google it. I had it right no now, idea. Yeah, Bo Dallas. Um, I think him and Liv Morgan either. Yeah, they're, 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 they're trying to have a farm together and then like he gets in the real estate. I think she's trying to do it as well. It's, it, it's, it was like when it came out, I was like, whoa, what really? I mean, Tom, you heard it. Cornette was talking about it too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, it, it's really interesting. So yeah, Bo Dallas, I think he's trying to plan life after wrestling. So who knows if he's going to go into it now? Nothing fully. wrong having a backup plan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so I think a lot of people were just upset. It's like, man, it's like you made a billion dollars. You made a billion off Fox. You had the new TV deal with USA Network. You got Peacock. Like, you know, they've made a couple billion dollars in the last couple of years. You can't keep a handful of your employees under contract still just to get through this pandemic. So, well, well think, think about this, though. There, there could also be people that we don't know about because they're not WWE people that invest in WWE and say, you guys didn't make your marks. You need to mm-hmm. do something about this. Like, how are you going to rectify this for the yeah. next qu- the next and, quarterly? Yeah. And then the quarterly report, I think, comes out next week. The next, the new one that Vince will probably be on a phone call and stuff. Uh, no, it, it sucks either way. Like, I mean, of course, I feel bad. I don't want to see anyone lose their job. But I understand. And like, for me, I, I've lived through multiple uh, cuts like this at my own job. I've seen coworkers come and go, and it's very sad. So, and, and there's times where we scratch our head and be like, you know, you can't keep these people around, but, you know, I, it's a business. And you brought up a good point, Richard. It's a business at the end of the day, it's numbers. And a lot of these people are just names on a piece of paper. They don't have no emotional attachment to them. And that's why it's easy. But, like, okay, get rid of these five people to help make up for maybe revenue loss or something. So no, it, it's a, it's a doggy dog world out there and it sucks. But, um, you know, the biggest surprise, yeah, is Samoa Joe. I I'm still shocked. That That's called WrestleMania. He was out there in the poncho you know, with yeah. the rain coming down on him. I just, I don't know. It, it, maybe there's more to it. Maybe he just could not get cleared because he had the concussion right over a or year ago. It, it could it could be something along the lines too of a, he wanted to get back in the ring and Vince wanted to keep him on the microphone. They they could have just come to an agreement that hey, if you if you really have X amount of years left to be in the ring, go do that and you can come back. 
Yeah. How many times have we seen people leave and come back like that? And that's the thing I was thinking of. Um, who was it? I mean, Christian. Christian had a bunch of concussions, but he could never get cleared to wrestle in WWE. So I wonder, yeah, maybe Samoa Joe. Or was it Daniel Bryan? Remember Daniel Bryan? You know, he had to retire and he became SmackDown GM. But apparently he was he could not get cleared by WWE's doctors, but he went to like independent doctors. And indie doctors. Indie, indie doctors. doctors. Yeah. <laughs> Same with uh, uh, Christian as well, right? But but yeah, but I'm saying with, with Daniel Bryan, like was a couple years ago, he was supposedly getting cleared uh, from these independent doctors. Oh, yeah. And so he was like teasing the idea of like, OK, as soon as my contract's up, I'm out of here Ooh. and I, I want to go it, wrestle still. And then WWE suddenly cleared him again. But yeah, I mean, you look at you look at the the iconics as well. And I think that might be an example, a perfect example of go out there and show me what you want to do. Because you know, we were hearing reports for quite a while before they split those two up that Peyton Royce wanted to try to be a singles. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the time, you know, you sink or swim. And if you, you to me, she didn't do that great on her own. Yeah, I agree. Which one about Peyton? Peyton. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you break up this hot act to pursue something and say that you believe in yourself to do it. Like, that's why sometimes it's like maybe sometimes it's best you you don't get fired or you don't resign a contract and you go figure out something else to do with your character and come back. Yeah, she she would have the Iconics would have benefited if they went back to NXT and split up. Mm, They could have kept them on NXT well, until Peyton found that, because to me, like she just came out with a different look a couple of times. Like that's it to me. Peyton Royce, Peyton. yeah, because I mean, like she had the, she cut her hair, like it was short, like dark, and then then she started lighting it up, and then she got the long hair again. So I mean, yeah, it wasn't. She didn't really change too much. Um, it just for me, it's frustrating that they're both gone because like they were a legit tag team, and now you have this women's tag team division. You're trying to build to it. And we're seeing so many of these same matches over and over. Nia, Shanna versus Mandy and Dana, or them versus so and so. I mean, it's, it's very repetitive. And it's like, just put them back together, have them, you know, just be another opponent for the tag team division. That's why I just get frustrated. It's like the women's tag team division is such a mess. It, at times, it's not very entertaining. I think the two of them could have just had so much fun with it. Billy Kay, obviously, the more the comedic side of things, Peyton's out of the two is the better wrestler. But I don't know. I I, I just I just didn't get it. I mean, there. I don't know. That, I'm that one hurts me the most. <laughs> yeah, it like just, I feel like Mickey and Samoa Joe are the biggest losses for WWE. Yeah. But in terms of people, I enjoy the most the Iconics. That that burns. Well. Yeah. Samoa Joe, I'm just thinking, is either I'm curious, like if if it's a budget thing, I wonder they're like, hey, we're paying him a superstar we're salary, him a wrestler, yeah, for but, to be he, an announcer. but he's just a commentator. It's like, well, unless he's gonna wrestle for us, there's no reason to keep him around. And then, sure yeah. enough, I wonder if that's partly it. Uh, and, and or, or you brought a good point, Richard. Maybe he wanted to wrestle, but they won't clear him. So they're like, "All right, well, let me go, and then I'll go wrestle elsewhere." And just you know, I'll I'll live with the consequences of that. You know, if he gets hurt again or something. But I think Samoa Joe and maybe Tucker, um, and of course Mickey James. I think they'd be a great fit in the NWA. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean Samoa. Joe, I mean, got any company. 
would benefit from having him. Of course, yeah. AEW, there's so many people over there. Go, if he made like a, a, a return to impact and just his roots, uh, you know, TNA roots, no. I mean, they have, they have the library no. there or New Japan. New Japan. As, as much as I don't like it and I still won't watch it, I think Samoa Joe would be better off going to. AEW probably than Impact well, it, again. Well, at least AEW and Impact work together. Bonner, back to, I mean, he's, he's, he got. I remember reading about Samoa Joe before I ever watched Samoa Joe from really? the MLW. Yeah, it, dude, oh he, yeah, he could go Samoa on a, Joe and, and Jacob Fatu. Sign me up. That would be terrific, dude. He can go on like. A fun indie tour, whatever you want to call it. You know what I mean? As far as yeah, he can bounce from promotion to promotion. Let him like control call his the shots. narrative, right? <laughs> exactly. I gotta show you. Did you see the video of EC3 and Matt Cardona at a diner? They went 12 minutes ranting about their time in WWE. It's <laughs> EC3 was like Tony Robbins of you know he's like the Tony Robbins now of professional wrestling. <laughs> But I will say this, Ring of Honor, to their credit, I think they've been doing a lot of good things in the last few months. Their Ring of Honor is on the up. So yeah, don't I, sleep on Ring of Honor. Yeah. It's just a matter. It, never sleep on Ring of Honor. It's just for them, their only holdback is the people that own them. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, but like, listen, AEW has a stacked roster now. So I think anyone that's trying to find work elsewhere, I think Ring of Honor it could be a great spot. And I mean, also don't sleep on MLW as well. Yeah. It, it's uh well, like for example, Kalisto, you, you know, he, we haven't seen much of him in recent oh, months. I had to think about that. Who's Kalisto? <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, he, you know, he was the, the bad one in Lucha house party and they kicked him out and they kept him on SmackDown and, and drafted the other two guys to raw. Oh yeah. So I, I think for Kalisto, you know, last we saw was those backstage promos where he just told Sasha Banks, she looked hot. Remember? Like, oh, no. That's all. I don't even remember that. He literally was in street clothes, clothes with his mask on, with a hat on, and he just told Sasha Banks like she looked hot. <laughs> that's all it was. So he, they weren't using him. So Kalisto, I think he, Ring of Honor has like a really good thing going with the Mexi squad and some and uh, oh, yeah. with Roosh and some of the other guys. Dragon Lee. Yeah. Uh, the guys from CMLL. Yeah, but they have real Mexican luchadors. Like Kalisto's like, isn't he from like Miami? I think he's Chicago. Sure. No, that's uh, the or, other guy. Grand Mantelique? No. No, uh, the other one. Lindsay Dorado. Lindsay. That's the one. <laughs> yeah. Lindsay Dorado. Well, no, well, I mean, but, you know, if he, if he wants to prove he can hang with those guys, he should go to Ring of Honor. I mean, I think Andrade, you know, since he got let go last month, I think Andrade should go to uh, Ring of Honor since that's all his buddies from CMLL. Yeah, he'd be a perfect fit. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, Mickey James. I mean, she's probably anywhere she go, wants, anywhere <laughs> she wants. She is such one of the best, most talented female performers. I mean, she'll probably go with her husband to end up. I was just going to say, I think that that would be. That would be a cool choice to see them as a pair, but like also put her way, on commentary. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, but also the way that they book women's wrestling is probably my favorite outside of WWE. Mm-hmm. Well, so. and it, well, that's the thing. Like Chelsea Green, I just feel bad for Chelsea Green because she it was always stop and go with her time in but, WWE. But yeah. that, but you could also say that's injury prone. Yeah, yeah. that too. So I, I mean, it's kind of, I mean, I was I was very much looking forward to seeing Chelsea Green in a WWE ring, but like 
God damn. It just felt like every time she was on TV, she broke her wrist. Yeah. And it sucks because that happened with NXT. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, her on, first like one of her first matches. Yeah, and then she got hurt there, and then yeah. came back, and then had the thing with the Robert Stone brand for a quick minute. Yeah, and then she got called up, and then when she was used on TV at all, yeah. and then when she finally debuted that that Survivor Series qualification qualifying match, she got hurt. So yeah. I just yeah. felt bad. It's just been bad luck. So I hope she can, you know, go out. She is talented. I mean, didn't she come from Lance Storm's wrestling school? So. Um, yeah, I do want to see big things from her. Yeah, Tucker, I don't know. Like, I think Tucker will go to. I think he'd be fine in the NWA. Yeah, he has kind of like old school look, and plus he's and he has an amateur wrestling background. So you know, he'd be like a hopefully like maybe like a Jack Briscoe type. Or I mean, Impact. I think he's someone that can like do some damage in Impact. Yeah, that too. Because Impact kind of takes... Impact sucks. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But they take some of these, like, lower-tier guys and gals and... And they they put them in comedy gimmicks with Tommy Dreamer. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. uh, Mojo Rawley, I was not (laughs) shocked by. Like, (sighs) he he always was kind of annoying to me because he always was just that over-the-top, like, frat boy. Did you see him in NXT when he was there the first time? No, the hype rose. No, I didn't no. see it was, that. It was so obnoxious. And that's the thing. It's like I never was a fan of his. I didn't care when he wrestled. I, I'm sure he has a lot of great charisma and energy, but it just never really translated for me. I did not care for Mojo at all. I mean, everyone's like, oh, he's very charismatic. He'll probably do really well outside. Okay, good. Go. Prove it to me. Show it to me. I I thought he was a little sloppy in the ring. Yeah, he was just a, you know... Not nah, nothing impressive with me with him. Yeah. Bo Dallas, as we said, he probably could get into real estate. <laughs> and so yeah. Wesley Blake, that's another. It's just so funny. The Forgotten Sons, like literally Wesley Blake, um, the other guy um, uh, we talked about earlier this year, but uh, Riker is the one that's still employed. And that's yeah. the one who got the most heat backstage for his he's, political he, views. But he's also yeah, but he's also the most seasoned wrestler there, right? Yeah, so, so like he's been around since 2002 at NWA TNA. Like he's yeah, he is well, way back. Which I mean, one was date is uh, dating uh Deanna Prado? The first one that got let go earlier this year, right? Um, forgot his name. Uh, look it up, but yeah. uh, 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 no. But Wesley Blake, I mean him and the other guy, they were trying to be what King Corbin's like side sidekicks, and that didn't his knights. 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 Yeah. Uh, no, I just by the yeah. way, King Corbin is the longest king of the ring we've ever had. It's he's forever going to be king. They're never going to have another King of the Ring tournament. <laughs> he, he retired the whole promote the whole tournament. No, but it, it's uh, it's interesting. And uh, Richard, let me ask you this because there was a lot of people. Oh, it was a uh, it's Steve Cutler. Steve Cutler, that's right. Yeah. No, but there's a lot of people who are still there. That people are like, wow, I can't believe they still have jobs like Alistair Black, Ricochet, uh, Buddy Murphy. Like, there's there's people that quote sit at catering but don't do anything so um i'm really surprised some of them didn't get let go but maybe they have plans for them i know alistair black mike johnson reported that he's they record some new vignettes with alistair black so hopefully he gets like a re-debut again mm. on smackdown that's something to look forward to but mm. it just sounds like I said, samoa joe is just the biggest shocker to me because like he should have been wwe champion at some point especially when he had that feud with aj styles a few years ago well, even more so that he's he's been an active WWE announcer, you know, like and a good one. Yeah, so, he's one of the best. I, I just don't. I'm, I'm shocked. And even if you know, like 
as we said earlier, maybe he's getting paid a lot of money as a superstar salary, but that's like way too much compared to commentators' money. Like, I couldn't they've used him for other things? Like, why let him go to the competition? Keep him around, be like a coach, maybe for the NXT crew. The like, the like I said, we we don't know. Maybe these some of these guys asked for it. We don't know yet because they can't talk until. You know, three months from now. I cannot wait for Samojo's shoot interview. <laughs> Just yeah. him explain everything. So, you know, no, it, it sucks seeing people go. I mean, like I said, some of them were surprised. Some were not so much surprised. Bye-bye, Mojo. <laughs> I, cannot, I cannot care for Mojo Raleigh. <laughs> Get hype, bro. It's like, yeah, out of here. All right. He's <laughs> burying someone. Mojo Raleigh. There Get you him. go. Get him, Danny. Get him. You tell him. Stupid face paint you on tell him. face. Broken mirror. <laughs> and you're... Your butt buddies with Rob Gronkowski. Yeah. It's like, he, he's the Patriots, man. Yeah. So, no, but Samoja, I'm excited to see what's next for him. I think it'll be some good stuff. So, uh, all right. Next up, let's talk about, of course, this week's episode of NXT. The first one on Tuesday night, officially by itself. No other competition. The Wednesday night wars are gone now. They're dead. Thank God. It's overrated. Yeah, just everyone talking about that. What? What war? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, well, yeah. It's My war. thoughts, exactly. Um, oh, you, the kids that, that have heard about the Monday Night Wars and never really lived through it when everyone watched both shows and liked both shows? Exactly. Yeah, there you go. So, uh, dude, this is the first episode of NXT, like I said, on Tuesday night, post-takeover, so the Fallout episode. But, Richard, yeah, what'd you think of this episode? I have some thoughts about the whole vibe, but, uh, yeah, what'd you think of its first episode, unopposed with no competition? It felt good. It felt it, – it's funny because it felt more competitive than it, it had felt to me. Mm-hmm. Like, it was, it was a much funner NXT than it had been. Yeah, that's something Tom and I noticed. We just felt the vibe was more fun, upbeat – a lot more relaxed. And they were able to kind of be themselves again. Exactly. Who these characters are. No pressure. Perform. Yeah, they're not trying to just counter-program. I mean, and this is only one episode, but I'm just saying, hypothetically, in the past, they were always doing like these big shows, always coincidence the same night as AEW had a big show lined up. So it was like, they were almost like playing to the competition and just not doing their own thing. And so this episode felt like, back to basics of who they are and what they're all about. And that's the one thing I was really enjoying. And then, you know, there were some great, great segments that really just sh- showed how talented this whole roster is and a lot of good stuff to look forward to. And, you know, I'll give kudos when it's due. I, this opening segment with carrying cross Scarlett Bordeaux and them come out, you do their thing. He comes out with the championship. He's now, you know, the new NXT champion. So not only is this new era, of NXT on Tuesday night, that's now the start of Karrion Cross as the face of NXT. You know, it's really interesting the timing of them debuting on Tuesday. It's also Karrion Cross re-debuting as NXT champion. So it's really going to be interesting to watch this, how this evolve. You know, NXT by itself on Tuesday, but Karrion Cross as the face of the company now. Um, this promo, I really enjoyed this promo. I really think it's one of his best. To date in, in, in NXT, um, and and I'll say this because I've watched enough Cross. That was a lackluster promo compared to what he can do. I, I can only imagine because I've yeah. seen yeah. some videos online and stuff. Well, where I've seen look, something on Impact. In his look up, yeah, it, there's there's a specific one I'm thinking about from Impact that you should all stop what you're doing right now, pause this podcast, and find the one where he waterboarded the Sandman. 
Because uh, <laughs> like, it, it is dark. It is a very dark promo. So that's the thing. Is like okay. Because you had look at Karen Cross time in NXT like in two parts. The first part pre-injury and now post-injury, if you want to call it that, or post-recovery. So you know his first time around, I felt like he wasn't talking too much. It, it was more visual, yeah. And I, like I want to see more of him on the microphone, and we got to see it on this promo, and I thought it was great. I mean, I'll, I'll take your word for it that he could do a lot better, which is fine. I, I can't wait for it. Bring it. But this promo, I really enjoy it. Like he's like, hey, he gave kudos and props to Finn Balor as one of the greats. Awesome, pay respect to the guy you just beat. But Put him th- over. But then he called out the rest of the locker room and said, like, hey, open challenge, more or less, whoever wants this title, come after it. But he's going to be champion for a long time. And put I the whole see that. Yeah, he put the whole roster on notice. I thought it was a great promo, just overselling himself as NXT champion. Yeah. Damn right. <laughs> there you go. So, uh, you know, we unfortunately we didn't get no teases of or suspicion or you know or or, or who's going to be his next challenger. But I felt maybe in the week, in the coming weeks or so, I would like to see him have like these open challenges. I want to see him call out someone and have any challenger come at his way and just you know just have a good match with him yeah no absolutely and, put, and and somehow put the guy over even though he'll be at the losing end you know but no i'm all for that i want karen cross to cut more promos like that in the ring or richard as you said more uh, of, of previous work he's done in other promotions i want to see more of that i want to see more of him on the microphone because i think he could do a really good job selling himself who he is and just how intimidating he can be so i liked this i i believed what he was saying as far as you know hey I'm the top of the mountain now. You guys got to come after me. It's, you know, but, you know, be ready for a fight. What's interesting is that we've been doing this podcast for a year now or so. Almost. And and that's the first time I think I've heard you say that you believed in someone's promo. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It was just like, it felt real. And I don't know if it's because it felt genuine. (laughs) I think think there's part of that is the emotion of that. We know that he just got injured right after, like he, hurt himself, continued to match, and believably still won it, only mm-hmm. to give it up three well, days later or whatever and, it was. Well, yeah. and, and that's the thing. It's like, okay, technically he's a two-time NXT champion, but I, you know, he almost put like an asterisk around it because he had to drop the belt the first time right after. So we never yeah. got to see what his potential is as NXT champion. So I'm excited to see what's next for him now as NXT champion. Now he's healthy, what he can bring to the table. And this promo got me excited for that. In a way, when he was injured, he was basically the champion or the WWE, the NXT champion of Emeritus. Is that the term I'm looking for? Um, it's uh, anyway, but it's meaning like you have to relinquish the title, but no matter what, when you're healthy or when you want to come back, you're the automatic uh, number one contender well, to get the title. Yeah. And, but Sean, I mean, look, Shawn Michaels went through that. Yeah. I mean, that's what led to the Razor Sean ladder match. So, mm-hmm. I mean, he, he's, he's still a two time NXT champion. We, he won it against a very credible Keith Lee at the time. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I mean, it's true though. Like you see this guy and you see what he does to people. And it's, it's kind of like, this is why you don't want Brock Lesnar on TV all the time because Brock does that to everybody. It's special, like, yeah. It's special when you hold him back. So like that that universal championship means something now because Brock Lesnar held it and 
didn't defend it every week. Well, I guess for me also, like for, um, you know, for, for, for carrying cross, I think the first time around, you know, when he made his original debut for NXT was they were trying to, I don't know, make him like a Goldberg. Like he was just squashing guys and that's it. We didn't get to see much of his personality. This, when I thought it was believable, cause I got to see who he is more of a personality. And so, um, you know, going back, you know, was it last month or, or a little bit longer, you know, with the match with Santos Escobar, we got to see him more of a badass, just street fight, kick ass person. So like in the last couple of months, I think we've seen more from him that makes him more of a, of a credible world champion for NXT. That's ultimately oh, yeah. getting at. I, I've just, the way he's been presented as of late has been more entertaining and therefore gives me more of a reason to root for him now as NXT champion. So, um, no, I look forward to it. And so, yeah, I look forward to see whose next challenge will be and the next program that they come up with. Uh, but speaking of uh, former NXT champions, uh, they had this like cool little um, takeover exclusive video of the aftermath of uh, Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly's match at NXT TakeOver. Their Stand unsanctioned Deliver. match. Yeah, the unsanctioned match. And so I was like, what happened when the cameras went off the air? And so you see the stretcher. They stretch out Adam Cole. Then Kyle O'Reilly's in the back and he falls down. And he's like exhausted. And they put them both on these stretchers, both in respected ambulance. You know, Triple H is like looking out for them. Shawn Michaels. It's just cool. Like these two guys are like helping out. It's like helping their and, kids. And William Regal following them as well <laughs> as so, they're entering the the medical facility. And that's the thing. So they put them in these both each in a, a separate oh, ambulance. Damn, like you gotta take them to a medical facility. <laughs> well, they, they looks like they drive. It looks like they probably just went around the block. <laughs> Because then they pull up the medical facility or their hospital. It just looked like probably the other end of the performance center. Exactly. <laughs> and they're, they're put, and they both arrive at the same time. <laughs> at least they went that far. Yeah. <laughs> the detail. Like, I believe something happened on your Wednesday night show a few weeks ago with Shaquille O'Neal. Oh, he disappeared. <laughs> Disappeared for a couple yards. <laughs> no, they put Shaq in the ambulance and they cut back and the ambulance is already empty. So I don't know yeah. if he jumped out. Well, there's video online of the fans filming him get out and like hide his hat and run to the back. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't even, know. The ambulance didn't even leave the crowd area. Because <laughs> that was the joke was like, wait, how did Shaq leave the ambulance like was it magic <laughs> like he, he shazam again but it's like yeah they could have sold it better they should have just drove him off but anyway that's all another issue but it's another story but i like how they both arrive at the same time and they're both going down the hall adam cole's yelling at kyle riley like i'm gonna get you i'm gonna kill you uh. calling him a son of a bitch and kyle riley's just laying there looking just like a straight ahead and tommy as you said william regal's just following yeah but tommy and i were like this is totally rocky too yeah because remember the beginning of rocky Rocky oh, two, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we both rush him to the hospital. Because yeah. Rocky 2 picks up after Rocky 1 ended. After so the fight. And they both yeah. go to the hospital, and they're both like going down, what, the wheelchairs together or whatever it was. Yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. And so it's just very similar. Like, these two guys who just, like, almost killed each other in the ring are at the hospital at the same time. Exactly. And so, I don't know. Do you think they're going to come back with swollen faces? <laughs> I would awesome. like that. <laughs> But no, the thing is, but like how many times I like how NXT seems to be borrowing elements from the Rocky movies, or maybe that's my impression. You know, I I don't know if anyone oh, no, else will notice. On. Like, well, because remember, Karrion uh, Cross and Dominic Dijakovic and Keith Lee. That was Rocky uh, four when the Russian beat Apollo in front Ivan of Drago uh, in front of uh, Stallone. Yeah, and then uh, uh, Rocky. 
three was uh, uh, the rematch between Rocky and Clubber Lang, Mr. But, T. But we saw it Finn Balor. Yeah, against Karen, Karen Cross. Cross. Like, uh, 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 Finn Balor was like, uh, you just know, making him mad. Make frustrating that and like punch and uh, punch and go and stuff. yeah, stick and move, stick and move. Tommy, who's gonna be a Tommy gun? Is that, is that gonna be Roderick Strong? <laughs> that could possibly be. He's gonna come back with on steroids and just be this big jacked up. And he's gonna dude. call him out and he wants a street fight. No, actually, Roderick Strong. He's more like Rocky's son. Because remember, was Rocky's oh son? God, was, right, wasn't Rocky's son jealous of Tommy Gun because he got more attention from Rocky than? You know, Rocky was giving to his own son. Right. So Roderick Strong is pissed off. He's not getting any more attention anymore. That's the thing. Yeah. Or maybe Bobby Fish. Bobby Fish is going to come back as Tommy Gunn. No, Bobby Fish is Polly. <laughs> he really is. I mean, really, what's next for Bobby Fish? Like at this point, <sighs> I don't know. It's, you put it on Instagram. Like, I saw you post I'm, it on Instagram. I'm almost wondering like how he dodged the the uh releases this week well tommy yeah. yeah well tommy put up a funny meme it's like he comes back and like the house is on fire it's like, donald glover it's a donald glover gif <laughs> but yeah. it's just kind of funny bobby fish is like man i've been gone resting from my injury and look what happened He's i like, lost what the hell happened i lost my whole team here <laughs> so uh anyway, i thought it was just it, it was great um i'm guessing both those guys are gonna be off tv for a while uh uh, yeah. but, but no, but like on a quick side note, we, on Raw or SmackDown, no NXT call up. So no Adam Cole appearance. So no, I don't know. Maybe they're just trying to sell Adam Cole's injuries. He's going to take a few weeks off before coming back on, you know, Raw or SmackDown called up, you know, TV. Yeah, that could possibly be. I don't know. Um, uh, we'll see what happens. But, uh, um, uh, also moving on over, we saw, uh, Santos Escobar, you know, celebrating. His uh, victory from last week at TakeOver, and then he has an open challenge. And sure enough, Kushida answered the call and uh, comes out uh, for a really fun match between uh, uh, you know between the two of them. What did you think of this NXT Cruiserweight Championship match? I thought this was Kushida's best NXT match, personally. I thought that he, this was the most entertaining one. I think Santos is just hit another level. He is so good right now. Yeah. Yeah. And th- th- it's the new tights for Kushida. Yeah, Kushida is in his new gear. I like no more I liked jeans. It. Yeah. It's, that, I, you know what? Honestly, that might be that might be a contributing factor. He probably had some more mobility in the ring. Yeah, his balls were able to breathe now yeah. instead yeah. of wearing the jeans. Yeah, they um they look like um uh, this there he was a catch wrestler. He had an amateur wrestler in background and uh he was an MMA fighter. His name was uh Sakuraba. Is that who Those are the, the trunks the, look like? Yeah. Okay. I, that's where I got the vibe from. Okay, yeah. gotcha. He had a flat top? No, he had long, he kind of just long, thick black hair. Okay. No, so I mean, like I said, a great match here. Kazuchi uh, Sakuraba is his name. But, you know, Kushida pulled off the big victory, the surprise, shocking victory, and he's now the Cruiserweight champion. So kudos to him. But it was cool. Was it... Um, William Regal later on acknowledged that he's a six-time IWGP light heavyweight champion. Junior heavyweight champion. Junior heavyweight champion. champion. So that was kind of cool. They acknowledged you know, his time in New Japan. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's a cruiserweight champion. Good for him. Finally, I felt like I was worried that they were never going to make him a champion. Like mm. He was with NXT for so long. 
but it was like he he's just never gonna win the big a, a title of any sort and so i'm i'm very happy he won the title here but with santos though i'm actually very happy because i think santos is ready to move on for bigger and better things move up, move up yeah 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 north american title scene maybe eventually a rematch what if with cross well, yeah, I was just going to say, what if he's the next guy to go after Cross? He doesn't have to win it, but he could be next in line. I'm all for I, it. I'm I, all for it, too. And, and that, because like, I, I think to add more credibility to Legado del Fantasma as a faction, he needs like more a better belt, like the NXT North American Championship, and maybe those guys can become tag champions at some point. I think it'd be really cool for the... The, the faction, the faction as a whole. Yeah. So I, I was super happy with this match how it played out. But uh, um, also we saw uh, you know Raquel Gonzalez come out and celebrate her win as the the new NXT Women's Champion. Gave a big shout out to uh, uh, you know her partner. Oh, uh, Dakota Kai. Dakota Kai. Mm-hmm. Do you think uh, Raquel was turning babyface here with her promo? It felt that way. It also felt like if you were watching. Dakota Kai's body language. She was kind of giving her the stink eye at parts. Yeah. I mean, it is a little yeah. interesting that the Rhea Ripley and Bianca Baylor come out and where's Dakota? Yeah. 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 So this was an interesting segment. I almost kind of thought this could have maybe ended the show for multiple reasons, but you know, it was kind of more in the middle. Um, you know, Raquel cuts this great promo, just how happy she is. And, you know, Deco- thanks Dakota for believing in her. Um, but then we see Taya Valkyrie, or I guess now what, Frankie Monet. With her little poot. <laughs> make her official debut, comes out, interrupts her. Um, I like this back and forth between of them. It was a mixture of you know, a- yeah. English and Spanish. Yeah. Because, you know, Taya. Well, ha- it, it, it's funny, though, because Raquel's been doing that Spanish thing, like throwing on little Spanish bits here and there for the last couple of weeks. And right. it's like Taya's most known for her work in Mexico, which yeah. is great to me. Yeah. yeah. You know, Raquel kept calling, you know, Chiquita. And yeah. and, and then Taya, or, I, I, I got yeah, you saying Frankie. Frankie Monet. You know, was, Frankie you know, Monet. Saying, Frankie saying, Monet. Saying, saying stuff back to her in Spanish. And then uh, was it Raquel's like, a, I'll take your dog and stick it up your culo. Yeah, that's Spanish for ass. So, Ew. <laughs> so. I know a little Spanish. Yeah, you know, I, I really enjoyed this back and forth. So I, you know, hey, Frankie Monet making her debut, calling out the champion already. Great way. Yeah. And then she walked off, and you think it was done, but then all of a sudden you hear, "This is my brutality." And then Rhea Ripley comes down, and uh, you know they stare at each other because that was Rhea Ripley's last match in NXT was against Raquel. Um, so instead, they what you know they hug it out. So and then Bianca Belair comes out. And all three of them have their titles and pose. I thought it was a very felt good moment. I don't know. How about you? What do you think of? Uh, it's you know, cool. It's, you know, that's a rare moment that you get in wrestling that feels genuine. You know, I think everyone from our age kind of our default is still probably Eddie Guerrero and Chris Benoit at the end of WrestleMania 20. Mm, Just yeah. those, those people that have traveled the road together for a long time. And mm-hmm. they kind of get this, that moment, especially this week was, was kind of special seeing that photo from a year or two ago. And yeah, I think it was 2019, that photo of the yeah. three of them. And so who would have thought less than two years later, they're all champions of their respected brands now. So yeah, yeah. it it's was a really cool. nice touch. Cause I mean, I mean look, we're, we're probably never going to get, I mean, the only way we get something close to that is if, you know, Becky and Charlotte have world titles and Bailey and Sasha have tag team titles or vice versa, you know, like mm. that's the only other thing comparable for women's wrestling is 
you know, those those three or four. It was cool, yeah. just symbolism as far as like, hey, NXT is making the future stars of this company, yeah. or, or those stars are the stars now. The future is now. So, I mean, I guess that was cool. I mean, obviously, I know some people from a kayfabe standpoint kind of hated it because it's like, well, Raquel and Rhea just beat the crap out of each other a few months ago. Shouldn't they still hate <laughs> each other? And Bianca Belair, you know, you know, kayfabe wise, none of them are all friends. So shouldn't they all be kind of like enemies of each other from a competitive standpoint? But, but you know, at the end of the day, you know, it's it's kind of nice, nice to break kayfabe and just be, you know, just celebrate in the moment, the special moment, what happened during WrestleMania week that all three of them won. So I thought it was cool. It still made for great moments some great photos and stuff for social media and stuff. So all good stuff. Um, just two more things real quick for NXT. So we see this video package, Imperium, Walter's voicing it, and he's more or less just said he wants to expand and add new members to Imperium. Imperium is recruiting. Recruiting. So I'm actually kind of intrigued by this. I'm I'm actually kind of excited. Part of me, like I'm like, no, I just want to keep it a four man group. Like you know, good factions are just four people. That's all you need. A main event. WWE eventer. training you. I know it's uh it's uh <laughs> what's the condition? No, but because you know, like traditionally, it's four man group. You have your main eventer, you got your mid carter, and you got your tag team. Um. And that's just been kind of the, the the formula for years. Yeah. So, but anyway, it's interesting that Walter says he's ready to expand. Um, is that something, Richard, you're excited for to see Imperium, you know, crossing borders? And uh, I think only, it's only only if they make the right decisions to me. Like you don't NWO 2000 have too many members. Well, <laughs> unless they, unless Imperium becomes the NWO. <laughs> Full <laughs> no. life. Uh, Um, I think it's fine if you're getting guys that are up to their in-ring standards, you know, because that's they always tout is is the respect that they have for the ring. So, you know, if they're going to get Leon Ruff, that doesn't feel like it fits, you know? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. The mat is sacred. That's their whole, like, mentality. Joking joking aside, the only one that – the only person I can think of that has any bit of character – that's kind of like a goofier person that would still fit with that group is Matt Riddle because Matt Riddle brings it. But mm. if you look at sh- like someone like Seamus or Drew Gulak or uh, Killian Dane that they were the one teasing it with it, those guys fit to me. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. So I wonder if this the reason they're expanding it is that way it has a presence on both on NXT UK and NXT yeah. Prime because Walter. Because you yeah, won't it, get Walter that often, but when you get Walter, it's going to be like, oh, no. Like the big boss is checking in on us. <laughs> so, I, I, cause, hold, cause, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> one moment. I, since I just put that out into the universe. Yeah. Seamus versus Walter. You want to see that? Oh, absolutely. They'll beat that the would, ass out of each other. <laughs> it's, uh, no, because we know Walter's going to go back to, you know, NXT UK and, you know, be there on a regular basis. And, like I wonder since those other three guys looks like they're more set up in NXT prime now. So I wonder if Walter just needs reinforcements for NXT UK and then therefore they can hire. So he'll get more people for NXT UK and then maybe the guys at NXT prime will add one more person just to round them out to a four man group. So I can see you said Killian Dane, they seem to kind of going after Wolf keeps 
pursuing him even after his tag match killing Dane and Drake Maverick losing to MSK um I, I still think Timothy Thatcher is going to be the one to join them, and he'll turn on Ciampa. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Thatcher will be the one. That's pretty clear. Yeah. So that, because we even saw the two of them sitting together, cut that promo together. But mm-hmm. I think Thatcher is going to be the one to kind of fill Walter's shoes for NXT Prime. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know who they, who they would get over at NXT UK, you know, maybe to uh, keep Walter. Because right now he's by himself. He's NXT UK champion, but he's by himself. Overseas, so yeah, he I needs, gotta watch that match he had with uh, Rampage Brown. He needs some reinforcements, so uh, I mean, uh, I don't know who can fill those shoes, but it'll be interesting who he recruits uh, more for the NXT UK brand. So it'll be Saxon fun. Huxley, <laughs> he gets a haircut. Like he gets a haircut and shave, and he fits in. Yeah, there you go. So uh, last but not least, put it into a ponytail. <laughs> Yeah, wrap <laughs> a uh, man bun, man bun like Roman <laughs> yeah. Reigns. Uh, the main event, uh, we saw the way taking on Shotzi, Ember Moon, uh, Dexter Loomis, and Bronson Reed. Yeah. I think I thought it was a very fun match. It was entertaining, it, you yeah. know, intergender eight person tag match. It was a lot of fun. Uh, it, was, big... it was like a house show match. Yeah, exactly. Everyone had their spots. Candice LeRae looked awesome with the flying uh, always, uh, always DDT on the outside to. Uh, 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 who, who she hit it? Was it Bronson she hit it on? I'm spacing no. now. But she, she, couldn't, couldn't, do, you know, she couldn't. She yeah, couldn't she do couldn't anything do to Bronson. Exactly. Right? She tried to. She tried, tried to, to like do a crossbody and just like bounced off of him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the the main thing was like going into his match. Indy Hartwell was super excited for it. <laughs> yeah. Because you know had a chance to be in the ring with Dexter Loomis. <laughs> Her, her tossing out Austin Theory killed me. That was so great. I yeah. Uh, and then she, and then she went right back to the edge of the ring and just got closer and closer and laid there. And that thumbs up was like that was the best thing. I, I the made that on, on a cake. t-shirt. I need that on a T-shirt, and I need that T-shirt. <laughs> well, it's just funny because you know she keeps pursuing Dexter Loomis, and Dexter Loomis has you know Johnny in the you know his submission hold in the middle of the ring, and she comes in and doesn't want to kick Dexter to break the hold on Johnny. So instead, yeah, she just lays there and plays dead, and then you know thinking Dexter's going to come over and give her mouth to mouth, and then Johnny interrupted, but Candice LeRae kept C blocking her all throughout this match as well, and that was fun. <laughs> she was being like. The nurtured mother. You yeah. Know? <laughs> and then, uh, uh, you know, she finally was able to do it again. Then Dexter, you know, picked her up and, yeah, walked out and she gave the thumbs up to the camera. So her plan finally worked. So it paid off. It's, uh, I wonder. <laughs> no, actually, I think she retweeted that she, she got away from him or she's, she, uh, broke away or something. Like she hung out with him and then broke off. So I'm curious what the fallout is. No, but no she, matter what, Dexter Loomis is all, indie wrestling right now <laughs> exactly exactly so, damn it. so um no it, it, but it was a very fun main event i mean ultimately after dexter indy walked out early it was a three-on-three and then bronson reed just looked dominant here and yeah. uh you know, super over right yeah now. I, I really want bronson you know between bronson reed's performance to take over against johnny this match here, Bronson Reed, I, I I really want him to be in the title scene very soon as well. So it looks like they're being very delicate with Bronson Reed's character and his presentation. Plus, I like the way Wade Barrett says, Tsunami! <laughs> I did too. Yeah. It's great. So no, That's his best call so yeah. far. Anyway, I just say it was a very fun episode of NXT, and I'm looking forward to Tuesday night. It's just for me, it's, just, it's easier to consume on a Tuesday live tweet. 
watch along, all that stuff. So I'm all a fan of it. So, all right, let's move over to uh, Friday Night SmackDown. Um, big news earlier today was announced Pat McAfee, the arguably the best celebrity in-ring performer of all time was now officially hired to be the new analyst color commentator for Friday Night Smackdown. Richard, your thoughts on this hire? Clearly a great hire because <laughs> Pat McAfee is money. And I'm just hoping that he lasts because I feel like Pat McAfee could say a thing or two that uh, will rub people the wrong way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's my, Yeah, exactly. Good point. Because we saw at one point he said wrestling. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, and then he, I guess, you know, rest, saying the word wrestling, pro wrestling is a no-no in it's WWE. It's a bit of a taboo word. Yeah, sports entertainment. But, uh, uh, but yeah, it sounds like he he's kind of, you know, he's very open and honest with his opinions and says what he wants. Uh, but my thing also is to keep in mind, you know, he you know, he has a successful run in the NFL. He's probably got some good money saved. He's got the radio show. He's got other projects. I think, doesn't he do stuff with ESPN or was doing ESPN, like college games? calling that but i'm just saying he has money elsewhere so i wouldn't be surprised like you know maybe he does this for like a year or two and he's like ah you know i'll move on to something else so this is fun for him in the meantime man adam cole is just having a not a good week i bet he's screaming from his hospital bed right now as we speak (laughs) he's like he got promoted to smackdown first before adam cole exactly (laughs) i mean but the question is will pat mcafee still call adam cole a scumbag Mm. Yes, dude. Adam Cole should be called up to SmackDown, and there's a whole new story right here. Yeah, that I'm could be it. something. I'll that take could, it. Um, no, but uh, like listening to Pat McAfee, I thought he was great, kind of more like the heelish persona, and it was interesting. He's, he's a better heel persona than Corey is. Well, it's, Corey, it's, Corey feels like he's playing that role. Where Pat, Pat McAfee. feels like he is that guy. <laughs> yeah, he is. He's that that douchebag jock. Well, here's my here's my also thought. I thought like big picture. I mean, Pat McAfee. It's great for WWE because he'll talk about his time with WWE on his radio show. Now get some extra exposure. His social media presence. Um, but you know, he has the, the the NFL background. So I wonder maybe he can cross over and do some Fox Sports stuff. <laughs> yeah. So it'd be good synergy between him. WWE, Fox Sports, or FS1. I so, thought he was doing work for CBS. Or maybe so, but yeah. So anyway, it's, you know, he has that crossover ability that I'm sure WWE's looking for, you know, branching out and trying to get more eyeballs on their own product. So, yeah. uh, no, but I like, it was like a fresh set of eyeballs watching the show through him and his commentary. Like, you know, he didn't know all the moves, but he sounded very enthusiastic and was excited yeah. when big things happened in the match. Like he sold uh, what a maneuver. <laughs> yeah, he sold well, Otis. I, I I I totally agree. And here's 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 another thing that people don't give enough credit to. Michael Cole is a very good announcer now. Yeah, I, I give Michael Cole credit for like having to plug as much crap as he has to plug, but his him calling wrestling matches. I know it's an unpopular opinion because people haven't liked Michael Cole for a long time, but including myself, but I feel like Michael Cole's kind of turned a corner probably since AJ got there. Like that's kind of where I noticed that Michael, because Michael Cole genuinely sounded excited. Oh, like he knew who AJ Styles was. And it's just Mm -hmm. like, okay, maybe, maybe when Michael's got people, he actually cares to watch. He gets a little more invested in the product. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, no, with Pat McAfee, though, I was going to say, like, it's just his enthusiasm. And then, yeah, with that enthusiasm, he can bring that out of Michael Cole as well. So yeah, yeah. it could be a fun, uh, tangible between the two of them. But um, 
No, but it's just like he didn't know all the moves, but he still had that general positive reaction and reacting to it. And like I said, it was almost like listening to someone who's like enjoying wrestling for the first time and like expressing all the cool things they're noticing. So I thought that was kind of cool with Pat McAfee. It's just what he brought to the table. It was just a fresh voice. So I thought that was great. So I'm looking forward to see what more he can do. And obviously he'll probably be more a, a, a heelish commentator and rooting for those guys. But yeah. uh, but the big thing in SmackDown, the theme was it was the Cesaro show, I felt, yeah. between you know what he wants with Roman and Tommy, all the video packages, replays of the UFO. I just couldn't believe how many times they had to play it. The clip. <laughs> Tommy, Tommy earlier was so frustrated. He's like, "How many times we got to see this UFO replay of WrestleMania? Seth Rollins on the shoulders. It's like it's like <laughs> like sports highlights. They keep having the well, show over and over again. You know. Keep in mind though that this is this is a it's, week where they know that they have a bigger audience, and for people that might not have watched WrestleMania and they see that, it's just kind of like, what the hell is that? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, like and also, we already saw it, and it was just like, whoa! Like, what? What? It, like, how? Well, and now it's, <laughs> it's it's used as a story beat, as far as to remind people, hey, Cesaro is a badass performer, but also it was to get under Seth Rollins' skin, I think, yeah. as we saw later in the night. So, yeah. all throughout the show, they're praising Cesaro and his performance at WrestleMania, showing the highlight video, embarrassing. Seth Rollins and that fueled his anger, which we saw later in the night play out. But um I like the promo though. Roman comes out, you know, takes his time walking out there and just reminded everyone, hey, I told you I was gonna pin both guys, Edge and, and Daniel Bryan stacked on each other with the pyro, all that stuff. Acknowledge me. And he gave the mic to Paul Heyman and told Heyman to remind everyone who he is and his accomplishment. I loved all I don't that. Remember who I am. Yeah. You, you tell him, Paul. It was so cool. And, and that's such a power move. He's like, here, you tell him who I am. It was, oh, I love it. And then, uh, he's like, Hey, I beat these two guys, these two Hall of Famers. And, you know, you know, a reminder to the locker room, none of you guys can beat me. Who's going to challenge me? And then sure enough, Cesaro came out and then we kind of predicted where, where was Edge and Daniel Bryan on this show? They were still stacked on each other. Yeah. There you go. They like that feeling. <laughs> They're like, uh, what's it called? Uh, twins. Um, centipedes? <laughs> no. Uh, oh, sorry. A Siamese twins. I didn't know Siamese, what you're showing. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that's what I was going to say. Great, great Smashing Pumpkins album. In w- oh, yeah. NWA shout out. Right yeah, now, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> no, that's Siamese Dream. Oh, Siamese Dream. Anyway. That was the name yeah, of the that's album. That's what it was. But no, Cesaro, I thought it was cool. Like, hey, Cesaro answered a challenge, and that's who we all predicted last week. He had the big win at WrestleMania. But it was such a great power move. Roman and them all walked out of the ring before Cesaro got in. They're like, who are you? We don't care about you. Peace. We're out of here. Uh-huh. So uh, I just wish Cesaro would have said something, but he didn't. And instead, he went backstage challenged Roman to a match, but instead he got to take on Jey Uso. So, um, what'd you think of Paul Heyman kind of saying, yeah, you can take on Jey Uso, but he really put him down like of his looks and just calling him out on, like Paul Heyman really, you know, put down Cesaro that he's like not that credible of an opponent. That's Paul Heyman. He's good. Paul Heyman knows that the internet loves Cesaro. Yeah. 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 And he's a former Paul He's a former he, Paul Heyman guy. I wonder if they'll acknowledge no, that. At no, some point. he's a former Zeb Coulter guy. Oh, that's right. Wait. Oh no, that's right. Paul uh, Dutch Curtis Mantel. Axe. 
Dutch Mantel. Yeah, Curse Axel. Yeah, the Curse Paul Axel Hayman. and Ryback were with. That's right. Paul. That's what I'm sorry. They I were. Got, that's yeah. Ryback kissed kissed Paul Heyman on the cheek. Let's never forget that. Ooh. <laughs> so, um, and so, uh, what do you think of the main event though? Cesaro versus Jey Uso. I thought it was a pretty good match. I thought the finish sucked, but uh, I, I think I. I I think Jay Uso is. I I love the finish. I'll just put that out there quick. Really? Yeah. Uh, Jay Uso. He's a, he's a different kind of talent all of a sudden. But yeah. at the same time, these are two guys that have probably faced each other dozens and dozens and dozens of times with the Bar and the Usos. Yeah, house uh, shows and stuff. Yeah. The reason I love the finish is one. I did not see Seth Rollins coming from anywhere. You know, like. I was not expecting it. I was confident that that was over with. But it also makes you question, are we getting Seth with Roman again and joining with maybe both of the Usos? Mm. So you've got a heavyweight guy, uh, a guy that can take that mid-card title, and then you have a tag team. Mm. Good WWE four-person, four-people. You have a faction that potentially could have all the belts on the show. And imagine that. Picture that. You okay. know, it's it's like it's WWE's four horsemen, and you've got Paul Heyman as JJ Dillon. Hmm. Yeah. You heard it here first with Richard. Yeah. We'll remember yeah. this. No, I I guess okay for me. Not and, great idea. It's just for me. What I was frustrated it was like, okay, Cesaro's being built up as the next opponent for Roman. Give him a win on SmackDown. To he has to get speed bumps on the way. That way, when by the time Cesaro wins the belt, it means that much more because he had to struggle and claw and fight his way to the top. So if he, because he's, you know, like no matter what, he if he gets past Seth Rollins, he gets a match with Roman. He still has to contend with Jey Uso around the ring, and then he has to fight around Jey Uso the way Jey Uso was at WrestleMania, and still be able to pull up a win against Roman, and then. The shock and awe of, oh, my God, he did it. It's going to be interesting, though. Okay, so Seth Rollins interfered in the match in the being, you know, a no DQ or whatever with no contest. Cesaro uh, won. So, yeah, DQ for Cesaro to win. So, um, and, you know, Seth Rollins was screaming, this is not over till I say it's over. So it's a mixture, obviously, mad that he lost to WrestleMania. The constant highlight replays all throughout the night. And overall, Seth Rollins could use a Snickers. <laughs> yes, he's very a- yes. angry. So, he, so yes. I, I mean, so I'm curious if it's going to be Seth versus Cesaro at the next pay-per-view, the Backlash pay-per-view. Or maybe he has to go through Seth one more time to get to Roman. Or J- I mean, it, there's a lot of people in this fold now like they already got rid of two opponents with daniel bryan and edge now you bring in cesaro seth rollins is lurking around jay is there in the mix there could be a red herring if you listen to the roman reigns portion of that opening segment because he said that he didn't believe that he should be put in triple threat matches anymore because he dominated the way he did exactly maybe that means we're going to get cesaro against seth rollins against roman reigns Mm, okay the three of them. So, because, because what better what better way to say that Cesaro is a main event guy than to beat two main eventers to become a world champion? Two former members of the Shield too. Yep. yep. Even though they'll These, never acknowledge that who, again. Who who did Chris Benoit beat to become world champion at WrestleMania 20? It was the uh, it was Triple H and, and Shawn Michaels. Michaels. Yep. And they were a part of what group? 
DX. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Say evolution. Yeah. No, they're, say no, they're part of the clique. Let's they're, be real. That's, yeah. that's the real faction yeah. who ran things. Now, okay, no, I, I, I'm, I'm for this as far as building up Cesaro as the next maybe top baby phase. I mean, that's the thing. Roman, as dominant as he's being booked, they got to build up more credible opponents. Kevin Owens did a great job for a few months. But uh looks like Cesaro is the next opponent they're going to feed to him. So it looks like Seth is that stepping stone to get to that, right. to that point. So, yeah. all right, that's cool. Um, and then, you know, a couple things real quick. I, Otis, Rey Mysterio match. I enjoyed it because Otis finally looked like a dominant Great big man. big guy, little guy match. I mean, those like we, we talked about. Remember, Otis was reported going back to the Performance Center to work on big man stuff with Keith Lee and Almost and some of the other guys. Like, it showed here, even though he's only 5'10", but, you know, weight-wise, he just looked like a dominant force against Rey Mysterio. Oh, yeah, I he's, love this. He's a brick house. And then even the finish was cool because Rey, you know, jumped on him. And Otis landed perfectly on his back, but it landed to that crucifix pin. Yeah, that was sweet. Great spot. I love that. So Otis, you know, as much well, as I it, miss... Here's the thing. With a big guy like Otis, when you do a roll-up type of pin, it makes more sense. It's harder it, for you to turn when you're that big. Yeah, his weight was his own weight was on himself. Yeah. Ray yeah. outsmarted him use it. So that was great. He's, he's like an upside-down turtle. <laughs> there you go. Taki! Where's Taki? Tucky, help me. Oh, that's all right. We never, you and I, oh. they broke They broke up heavy machinery with no blow-off match. So our our, our story is always going to be unsolved now or unresolved, I Forever. should say. Forever. Forever. So right. uh, last but not least, I thought it was cool. The Bianca Belair celebration with Street Profits. I thought Montez Ford gave good props to his wife, Bianca Belair. Um, and it was very cool. Bianca Belair's promo, just, you know, just how important this moment is for her and the symbolism and the future girls out there who are watching want to be future stars. I thought it was just very cool, you know, especially right now with the the climate that we're political climate that we're in in the world in the in the U.S. I think it's just really cool to have her say those powerful words. I think that was really cool. Um, and then we saw Street Profits versus Dirty Dogs, and I thought we we're going to see a title change here because you know Bianca told Montez, "We have gold in our house. You better win some gold." That uh, that was a great tag team match. I loved I loved the the trickery at the end because that, yes. that is good tag team wrestling. Where yes, the referee looked and pointed and, and noticed the tag and made the made acknowledgement to it. And was it Dawkins or no? It was it was a uh, 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 Montez didn't yeah. notice it, mm-hmm. and he's waiting to pick up that win, and he could zigzag one, two, three. Great, that yes, a great, super he, quick. Yes, I like how Dolph Ziggler had the blonde wig extension. It looked well, that like, was <laughs> kind of odd. Was he trying to like Bianca Belair, like an yeah. extension, kind of mocking? What I was thinking. Yeah, mocking his hairs. No, but I love this finish as well. As far as it just you know heelish outsmart smarting them. Yeah, I can't believe the Dirty Dogs have been champions for like what three months now that's good yeah been a long time and then uh you know we saw uh sasha banks backstage she was so upset she couldn't get a word in she still had like the scar on her stomach yeah and then bailey comes running in and you know says i had to save wrestlemania as a host but she called out bianca so it looks like she's gonna be bianca belair's next opponent so most likely yeah bailey and her yeah be great that's a great for bianca belair that's a great opportunity. You beat Sasha Banks and you take on the other longest reigning SmackDown Women's Champion. So, good stuff. I'm looking Kudos. forward to it. So, no, like I said, no major call ups on this SmackDown. Not was, yet. Not, not yet. yet. So, maybe. To be determined. Yeah. So, we'll see how it goes. So, all right. Let's go ahead and start wrapping things up. Richard, where can the clicks just find you online? 
Uh, you can find me at The Rock on Instagram, and please send your hate tweets to at babyhuey83 on Twitter and Instagram uh, <laughs> using the hashtag uh, babyhueysucks. Wow. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh my God. Another burial. I wish you give a prize if someone actually does that. Cause that means you listen to this part and follow through. With yeah. Them. Hey, if you listen to this show, let us know that you're listening. Uh, send a hate tweet to <laughs> at baby Huey with the hashtag hate baby Huey 83. You're there not you going to get a prize. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Tommy? I'm going to well, make Twitter accounts now. <laughs> burner accounts. There you burner go. Accounts. Yeah. Well, you can find me on Twitter and IG, Instagram at IronFist1982. It's going to be, I was going to say, it's you know, Ditch or DOS. Like, it, that's going to be the alias on these hey, other burner accounts. If you get a, a angry tweet from SkaterGirl16, it's not me. Hey. Wow! See what kind of photo default fo- profile photo it's, you can use. It, it might be a profile photo of Avril Lavigne. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A? <laughs> Nickelback a? as well. So a boot. anyway, a boot. Uh, all right. I'm Baby Huey. Follow me on Facebook at Baby Huey Official, Twitter and Instagram at Baby Huey eighty three at In the Click on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram as well. Subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform. Click the link in our bio for merch in the click at gmail.com as always thank you for the support and on that note let's go home and that's the bottom line because huey said so <laughs>